Hello, I'm Jim Mallard, host of The Mallard Report. On The Mallard Report, along with my guest, we will have a conversation where we will share thoughts and opinions. For more information, my bio, past shows, social media links, and so much more, visit mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D dot com. And thanks for listening. Thank everybody for joining us this evening. Before we begin, I want to send you all over to uh, schoolofheirs.com. David, Dr. David Perodin's new book. Um, he was on beginning August with me. We discussed uh, some of the common sense approaches we should be taking to school safety, including prevention instead of trying to fortify our schools. At schoolofheirs.com. My guest tonight is Kelly Setliff. Set Setliff. Which one is it? <laughs> Setliff. Uh, Setliff. I had it. Yeah. Should have, just left it, should have just left <laughs> it alone. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing tonight, Kelly? I'm doing awesome. Excellent, actually. Glad to be here. Well, thanks for, um, well, this, uh, what is the, that's the stars aligned, right? Is that how I want to say that? That's right. Sometimes it's that, you know, it's a very synchronistic type of energy we're in. So there's a lot of synchronicity that plays on. So, you know, even like this evening, you know, an opportunity came open on your program and, and, you know, I had sent an email, and before you know it, here I am. So it's kind of cool how those things happen. And she'll have to forgive me for the random email I sent her this morning. Like, that is probably the worst email I've ever sent anybody. But I know there are times, like, I'll follow up with somebody. Like, you know, they'll send me one, and I'll have this situation. And there's mm-hmm. no point in me typing that big, hey, I've got an opening tonight, da 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 and they'll get it Thursday. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. I'm like, well, the show happened two days ago. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. everything's time, right? <laughs> so, Kelly is a psychic medium. So, what, when did you first realize that's what you were? Take me way back in time. I'm going way back. Okay, so I was probably, um, well, I, I was born with this. and But being, I, we all have psychic ability, we all have intuition, but some of us are ramped up a little bit more. And you know what, kind of our souls pick, it, pick this world to, you know, raise our hand to be in it. And when I was a young girl, I would always have spirit, like, in my dreams. And, you know, I would know when people were going to pass over or when, you know, babies would be born or events that would happen beforehand. And I can remember my real distinct um, opportunity with spirit was after my grandmother had passed. I was nine years old. And I ended up, um, she came into a dream. And the dream was so real. She was sitting with me. I could tell you today what she had on. She was a very spiritual woman herself. You know, she was a farmer in Illinois, planted, you know, the crops by the moon cycles. You know, she was a very, you know, genuine, you know, intuitive lady. And intuitiveness runs oftentimes in families. And sure enough, my grandma's phone passes away. She comes through in a dream to me, giving me information on her passing. I'm talking with her like I'm talking to you. And you know what? I give this information in the morning to my mom and tell her that Grandma's phone was in my room and and tell her everything she said. And my mom was like, typical mom, which was, okay, Kelly, that's nice. Put your uniform on, you know, and have, you know, get ready for breakfast for school. Kind of like, uh oh, what's going on here? But back then, you know, you were real protective of of children in this type of ability. And, you know, I went to 12 years Catholic school, so say no more. And, you know, you never kind of talked about any of that kind of stuff. But today, psychic ability is so more renowned. We have programs on TV, radio programs. I hosted a radio show. I've done bits and pieces on TV. You know what? There's so many authors in this field. And people are feeling intuitiveness and they're feeling psychic ability. And so when I, when this work started coming in my world, you know, I can even remember back when I, and I would be scared of it. So I would shut it off. And my mom was real protective of, of it, like saying, Oh, Kelly, don't tell everybody what you feel or see, you know, as a protective measure. So I learned to be protective about it. And when I can remember even in college, one time, I was 
you know, going to go for a run at the track. And I heard my head, don't go, like screamed at me and placed on my, my sneakers, right? And I went to Western Michigan and, um, University in um, Michigan. And so as I heard that, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't go. Well, the next day, there was a young gal named Julie Cunningham who was found underneath the bleachers. She was strangled to death and killed. And so I, and, you know, her perpetrator was caught, Tim Bergman, and, you know, it was, but it was so, you know, another experience that I heard, heard intuition stop me. And so, you know what, I learned to, you know, work with it in my life, but I shut it off and shut it on, uh, shut it down, okay, in many forms throughout my world because, you know what, you don't want to go to, like, a cocktail party and say, you know, hey, Kelly, what do you do for a living? And, you know, they tell me you're psychic medium and they walk away from you or they think you're really weird or, you know, Kel, which, what's the lottery ticket tonight? You know what I mean? What That kind of, what's the numbers? Where today, because we're so open in our worlds and people are more in, um, curious and feel it and sense it and they do it themselves, that they're automatically involved, you know, that you can tell them what you do and they'll say, you know, what cases are you working on today? What are you doing? You know, tell me about your new book. And consequently, people are more, not so much fascinated, but curious because they feel it too. You know, an, another example of that throughout my world, um, I, well, especially with 9-11 being tomorrow, I call this my, my 9-10. So this is how spirit kind of preps you as a medium of what, what things can happen. So prior to 9-11, I was, you know, kept seeing um, planes crashing. And I would have, I would be like driving and start crying. And because I kept feeling like, oh my God, something bad's going to happen, what's going to happen? And at the time, my husband, I had three little kids at the same, uh, in three years, so I had little ones at home. And my husband was traveling um, like every week um, to California, um, every other week. And he was off and on flight 11 going to California out of Boston. And so we, um, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to get into uh, a plane crash. And this is why I'm getting these visions. But it felt so, so heavy. And many psychics will tell you prior to 9-11, they were all feeling that too. They would see things, feel things. So my husband gets, um, he's supposed to, you know, be on those, that flight and a um, few weeks before he gets sent to St. Louis instead. Flies out the night before. But on 9-10, I was sitting in circle. And when you practice as a medium, you sit in circle and you work with other uh, psychic comedians and we, we challenge each other and work with the people. So there's a fabulous medium in Glen Edwards who was in town from England and he, we were doing a circle with him. And that evening on 9-10, you know, it's kind of like speed reading you know, like speed dating, but speed reading. So you're going around in a circle and you're reading everybody. And that evening, we were getting the weirdest messages and we couldn't figure out why. And we just thought, okay, it's just kind of an off night. But the messages that were coming through were people were seeing like President Bush and seeing fire around him. They were seeing um, firemen go upstairs. They were seeing building crashing. Um, and we couldn't place it. We couldn't figure out you know what I mean? Like where this was going and, and what was happening until the next day. So the following, what do you call, um, week, of course, you know, Glenn Edward couldn't get back to England. So we have another session and, you know, it was during that time, you know what I mean? That people started giving off messages from people who had transitioned because there was, you have to remember in Boston, where we were, there were so many people that were affected because we, they were all on the plane, you know, heading out. And so people who were in our group knew people who had died. And, and, and that was, you know, and so spirit as a medium were often in my world, precursor to events that occur and good, bad, and ugly, right? Because we live in that kind of times of things. So, you know what? So, in my work, I kind of like, you know, shut things down for a while to become just a mom and do my bits and be a successful real estate agent. And then, you know what, once I flipped the switch, um, and it was really right around that time, around, um, you know, the 9-11 time or, nine, you know, that the, that time frame when I was really studying and working and started in this work, um, that's when I really started, you know what I mean, to, to ramp up this, this world and, and quit a very successful career in, in real estate to to work 
with spirit. And I trained a lot. So I trained with people who were from England and Scotland and Ireland and to kind of fine tune this work and how to open up with this work, how to give a good message and then how to close off um, after you get done reading. So, but spirit always finds you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I laugh all the time. It's like, okay, I could have picked any town to live in and I'm originally from Michigan and here I land in Andover, Massachusetts, which is 1646 established and there's about enough spirit around here to go around for a few states. You know, that's how heavy we are over here. So, and I'm sure you have that with your work, you know, and people that you work with too, right? With, with everything. Um, but it's really about, you know what I mean? We, we just are really, um, in this line of work, we have a psychic role in many ways, you know, throughout my work, you know, I never, ever, I truly never wanted to be one of those psychics that read. Um, but that's how I, I do my work. I always wanted to be just a healer. Um, but, you know, so I did a lot of Reiki training and a lot of spiritual healing like that. But, you know, so, so just like in any industry as a psychic medium, it takes you in different venues. And, you know, as I look back, because, gosh, I've been reading for about 18 years now, and the, the pathway it's taken me, it's, it's been the coolest ride ever, but it's also been in the space where, you know what, I never thought I would ever do private investigations. And... I've done private investigations for the missing and have been successful in helping finding people and or giving evidence to, you know, um, detectives so that people can take that information and then go forward and, and research it to find the, the evidence to, you know, hopefully go, go towards the case or to help solve the case. So, you know, again, Jim, it's, it's very, it's, it's, always amazes me. I'm always, you know, I'm always humbled by this work that I do because it's always something that's, that's something useful and helpful from my day-to-day readings with clients, um, connecting with spirit to, you know, going forward to working on bigger cases or, or, or what have you. So, but, you know, I always say spirit always finds you and they, spirit always, always, always will find you, you know, every, everyone because, you know, your past loved ones want to come through. They want to give you messages, especially after they pass away. You know, they want to let you know that they're okay. You know, they're always around you when you're having tough times, you know. So, you know, we, you should be reaching out to them to say, hey, dad, mom, you know, sister, brother, whomever, you know, lend me a hand. Give me a sign that, you know what, everything's going to be okay. And, you know... And, and spirit's really good about getting giving signs. You know, I'm sure all your listeners have gotten signs, you know, from their loved ones and past loved ones, you know, whether it be symbols or signs or music or a song that plays so that there's confirmation that they're around you. I hear those stories constantly in my, in, in my work every day. So, so hold it, on. It, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of information there, and that's good. I'm sure you've got a lot more, but I just want to ask, Have I mean, well, one of the questions I want to ask now is um, you said there was this, uh, for the lack of a better expression, uh, troubling energy before, like, nine, on 9-10. Have, we, mm-hmm. have you experienced anything like that since, or was that, like, the peak of that type of energy? No. You know what? There's been um, – I experienced that before the, before the Boston Marathon, um, you know, we were actually, obviously I'm from Boston and you got to remember the Boston marathons on, <clears throat> it's always on a school holiday, um, during that week. So there's a lot of families, a lot of people are off that week, go down to the marathon. So prior, again, the night before we're taking our family to Antigua for the week because it's school break. And, you know, I'm in an airport, Logan airport at 5 a.m., and once again, I keep hearing, you know, or seeing bombs going off, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? This is something bad going to happen here. And my first thought is that, geez, if I call, if I say anything, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I'm getting on this plane to go on this trip. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, like, put the Christ light around the plane you know, Christ light is like when you fly or when you're around, for example, it's just you call in holy light, basically, to put it around the city, to put it around 
your family, your kids before they go after school. You know what I mean? You're asking for assistance. It's like almost angel energy to come around um, for protection. So, you know, we're on this flight, and my kids all know about the, about you know the Christ flight, as I call it. And I said to my little my my little girl was like, "Mom, did you put the Christ light around the plane?" Of course I did, Haley. We're all set. You know what I mean? Kept asking it, asking me. My other daughter Avery, same thing. You know, and so I'm like, "We're okay. We're okay." You know, but all my children are intuitive, also. So we go to get into we fly to Antigua. You know, the day of the bombing, we go into our, our villa and we go to check in the villa and the number is not, is 9-11. And I'm like, oh my God, there's been a bombing in Boston. I've got big confirmation, you know, another sign, right? So sure enough, we turn on the TV, we see everything that happened in Boston that day. My daughter says, mom, mom, I told you you know what, to make sure you put the Christ light around the plane because, you know what, I kept seeing bombs go off. I kept seeing, I thought the plane was going to blow, blow up. I thought saw all of this. So that's an example. When I look at, you know, um, events when someone says to me, hey, Kelly, I want you to do some predictions or I'm going to do some PR or something like that, and I, and I tune into spirit or tune into my guides, what I'm going to get. I did this um, prior to you know, um, election, our last election, um, about 14, 15 months before, um, the election. And I was just keep my, the person who's doing some PR for me said, Hey Kelly, you know what? Just put together your, you know, give me some predictions. You know, we're, we're in election year. Who do you think's on the tickets? Who's going to win? So I'm, I, I throw my, my intuition in the out and okay. And I said, Trump, Trump, Hillary, and I said, and Trump wins. And my at the time we had about fourteen or fifteen people, you know, running on, on the Republican ticket then. And so my publicist was really funny at the time. She was like, You sure you wanna put that out there? I said, Hey, I get what I get, I'm giving it, that's what I get. Give. And but during that time I also was receiving all these messages about Paris and I kept seeing Paris and I kept seeing terrorism and then I saw California and I saw terrorism and sure enough you know what I mean two or three weeks later Paris you know has a huge terrorist attack right and then it happens a few weeks later in California so spirit does give me information like that um sad but true but but now it's kind of different because you know what when it happens a lot you know there's certain people that I I I trust that I could call and say, hey, I'm getting this weird vibe. This is what's happening, and I share it. Unlike what happened in 9-11, because we didn't even know what 9-11 would be, right? The whole country was 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 a normal prior to that. And all of a sudden, we have this new normal of terrorism in our world. And so, yes, you know what I mean? I have had, you know, many experiences or... You know, it can be just a general thing like, oh, Kelly, don't take 128. Take, you know, um, 495 because, you know what, there's going to be a car accident and sure enough that happens. So, but, you know, that's just about intuition and trusting and training, you know what I mean, so that you when you hear it, you get it and you do it. It's, you know, we're in such a synchronistic energy in our world today. By gosh, if you're not like, you know, thinking it, feeling it, sensing it, there's kind of something wrong with you because there's so much abundance of it around us. It's just kind of like training training yourself a little bit more to be quiet so that you can hear, so you can listen and trust it. Yeah, it was something I, I was thinking about because um, often I'll get like flashes or hear something but not be able to develop it far enough to come up with uh, what sort I'm looking for. Um, the only word that comes to mind right now is sentence, but I know that's not the word I'm looking for. But we'll go with sentences because you know you get the the one part of it, but you can't figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, but you know, you know, I say to my clients, will say that to me too all the time, Jim, and they'll say that. And what you need to do is like, okay, when you get those hunches, you get those you know quinky dinks or those those hunches of things that are coming through, or something that's really talking to you, like when. When you go to bed thinking about something and you wake up thinking about something, 
okay, it's Charlie trying to get your attention here, right? That your guy's kind of like knocking on the door saying, hello, wake up, you know, this is what I'm trying to give to you. When you get that, you have to step back and you have to say, ask the question, why are you giving this to me? And your first thought, your first intuition, your first thought that you get in your head, there's your answer. Everybody will, you know, get that first hit, is like I like to say, but then you don't take it to the next step. And that's what people need to do is take it to the next step so you can then figure it out, right? It's like playing the game of Clue. You know, you have to be able to, you know, figure out, you know, all the characters and who did what and when and, and stuff in order to get the answer. Same thing with when our intuition, intuition talks to us so we get those, those psychic hits, you know, you have to take just the next step further. And, and you know what I always say, practice makes perfect. So when you start to practice it a little bit, then, you know, it'll just automatically feed in naturally. Another random thing that I picked up from you were working in real estate, I feel good, grief. The guy's name was there, and then I started talking about this. The, I had the guy who does the website died died in your house. He was, um, yeah, um, and a couple years, oh, good. I want to say a couple years ago. It might be more than that now. Anyways, he was on the show. We were talking about different disclosures and things that you should disclose and things that you could disclose, and I'm thinking, well, you're kind of on the other side of that. Has, did that ever enter into anything that you were doing, trying to sell a house? Oh, and selling real estate? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. a great story. So, um, you know what? Um, first and foremost, I'm going to say this to everybody. When you go to sell your house and when you go to buy a house, you need to clear your house, okay? And clearing means taking all the negative energy out of your house, keeping it peaceful, loved, harmony, and, you know, when, when think back in the day, like, okay, when our folks used to buy a house or back in the, you know, way, way, way back when, first thing anybody ever did was buy a house and they would, they would call the priest over or they would call the minister, the pastor, you know, and they would call them over to bless the home, right? So we have totally forgotten that era <laughs> of, of the importance of a blessing of a home. And we need to be more like Native Americans um, back in the day, and they still do, is when you buy, you know, they always cleared their land with, you know, white sage and lavender, okay, to, keep, to ward off spirit, to ward off that negativity, to have good crops, you know, that's history. And we need to be a little more Native American to our homes. So it's super important that you clear your homes. Well, sure, selling real estate you know what, I could go into a house and like, oh, this, this energy is so heavy. And you know what, because I was a little more educated probably than the real normal real estate agent because of my background, I would clear the house. And um, a few times other agents would know what I would do and say, hey, Kelly, can you come over the house? I would clear the house. And before you know it, there'd be an offer the next week. So, you know, energy is huge, right? Uh, everywhere. And I was say, you know, if you don't clear your house, it's kind of like not taking a shower for like 30 years, okay, because that's the energy that a house that a house can hold, or, or where I live, 200 years, 100 years, you know what I mean, you know, to, to where everything is so old, and and sometimes energy gets trapped, and it just sticks, and it stays, and, you know, I can remember, you know, a woman, I was in a home, and, you know, doing an open house, and I saw a woman sitting in a chair that was in like the living room. And, uh, and it, when you see it, it's not like they're just sitting there the whole time. It's just kind of like a blip. It's kind of like a little flash and you see the energy of the person. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to, you know, it's okay. We're going to sell your home. There's going to be a beautiful family that's going to own it. And, and it's like talking nice to somebody. It's not a stranger. This is this, 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 this soul's house, right? And she's holding on to it for a while because you know what? It feels weird. She's, her energy's still around it. So, and then, you know, then before you know it, things get cleared out and, you know what, in the home sold. Or, you know, plenty of times you can, we'd be selling, you know, working with clients. And when you would be showing a house and be like, okay, they wanted the great room, they wanted the, you know, three car garage, they want the, you know, three bath home, four bedrooms, 
beautiful. Let's move into nothing. So you walk in that house, and it's everything they're looking for, but it doesn't feel right. And they don't know why it feels right, but they're not going to put an offer in because it just doesn't feel right. And you know what? Then you find out, okay, you know, someone has passed in the house, you know what I mean? Or, you know, have possibly committed suicide or that there's been issues with, you know what I mean, a divorce and it's heavy energy because the house hasn't been cleared. So, you know, that's where, you know, that's where the benefit of, you know, kind of my both worlds was able to flip in with it. But truly, you know, when I think real estate agents would have a heck of a lot easier job if they were actually, you know, would hire a medium once in a while to clear the space. And because you know what, there's just energy that sticks into homes and, and think about the travel of people in a home, right? It could be two, three, four, five, six families over a lifetime. And you know what, they just walk out the door and hand somebody else the keys and leaving all their residual, you know, yucca behind. <laughs> so, funnily. so, you know, it's super important that you actually, you know, kind of ground in to do that and be conscientious because, you know, your home is your, your, where your harmony is, right? And you know, you, you don't want to let any negative energy in, in there, or 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 keep it there. You know, I always, always joke: if there's a ghost in your house, you know what? The better, well, you know, they, if they're not paying the mortgage, then they shouldn't be there anyways, right? So, <laughs> um, but that's really, you know, logistics. You know, you had your time here, now it's time to move on and go forward. So, um, let somebody else, you know, live in this existence. So. Wait, uh, I shouldn't kick my kids out. Never mind. That's a whole different thing. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, you you said I noticed that you. When did you do radio from? I guess let's start with that fun, easy, easy question there. Because that was a couple of years I, ago. Um, you know, probably uh, I had a radio pro, a radio program called Psychic Cup of Coffee. Actually, um, that was broadcasting about four. Uh, markets and podcasted and and different things like that through through networks of radio, and um, it was called Psychic Cup of Coffee, and it was great. I get to interview you know pick people off you know my world, and we would just talk about you know how our um, psychic world is, and all types of great authors, and so I did that for about uh, a good four years, and then you know I've been guest on radio programs like yourselves and um, you know other. Um, programs, two bits here in TV, different programs that have been asked to be on. So, you know what? It, it's a great forum to be able to connect about this whole world. Loved it when I did it. Yeah, there, there's there's fun parts about both sides of it. I haven't decided which one I like better yet. Of course, that's that's <laughs> that's hard to you know. It's like uh, ask when somebody asks you which one of your children is your favorite children. It's kind of hard to decide that too, right? Right. Well, that's right. And Stephen always <laughs> is. Um. What are your thoughts on the Ouija board? Ugh. Don't uh, that even much, know that. That, that. That much, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So, so like I said, okay, so I'm a big component about try, doing this work right. Okay, training in it, doing it right. So, yeah, let's give every, all, you know, these little 12-year-olds, you know, a Ouija board, okay, and, you know, and throw them into you know, a tool where they don't know how to open up, they don't know how to to close off the most important piece, and let's throw them in there to to goof around with spirit. So what do you you think they're going to attract, right? (laughs) They're going to attract some... Well, they're going to attract more than I did the time I tried to use it, by the way, for the record. Yeah, yeah, you're going to attract a lot of negative energy, and you're going to attract, you know, some scary stuff. So, you know, you got to remember, you know, it's it's like attracts like, right? So if you're going to be in this wor- work, you're going to have to attract good stuff. You know what I mean? If, and if you don't want to do it the right way and be balanced with it, spiritual with it, then you're going to attract it, some negative stuff. And you're going to have examples of that, all right? Even even in my work way back when, I can remember, you know, energies being around me or en- entities being around me, and it was pretty scary. And then, but that was a teaching lesson to me to realize, okay, you better boundary up and know what you're doing. And button up when you're done, because you know what? You got to be a mom of three kids in three years, and work, and do your bits, and be normal, and go to the grocery store like everybody else, and and not have any spirit hanging around with you. So, 
you know, but that's the difference is that, you know, children, children are, are so open anyways, right? They're the most purest, purest of souls. They have all these experiences, you know what I mean? They're so genuine. They just say what they say. You know what? And, and kids are really super intuitive and open until about the age of seven. And then when age seven hits, it's kind of downhill from that because oftentimes people, unless you encourage their intuitiveness to stay on um, and show them tools on how to ground themselves and how to, you know, be confident in when you hear things, trust instinct, right? Um, that's, you know, that's the good news of what you can do as a parent, what you should be doing. But instead, if a child comes to you oftentimes and say, you know, oh, I feel this, or I saw this in my room, mom, or I saw this, you know, or, you know, they say things that maybe they would never know, but you know what, they come, you know, they're getting messages. But then what does mom and dad do or a teacher do, or in my case, a nun do back in the day, they squelch it. Right. And they, yeah. they, they, they say, oh, that's not right. Or don't do that. Or that's bad and, and shame you. So then what I had, they're like little flowers that are blooming and it just gets like the cold freeze and then, you know, it dies. So, and then till you're ready a little bit older to open up a little bit more and start having these experiences, even though, you, you know, you were shut down, then it starts to open up again. So the Ouija board thing to throw your, to, to, to use it to me, Ooh, you know what? I wouldn't. I've never touched one because it's been so prominent to me not to ever go there. And that's coming from someone who does this work, right? Yeah. So, so I'm so not a big fan. So to kind of kick shift gears, just to well, not really, it's kind of a lateral move. You mentioned tools. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I go, you know, really hard and go some, you know, take the abrupt left. This is kind of a off to the side kind of deal. Uh, you mentioned exactly. tools and preparing yourself. Do you have like, um, what do you do? I mean, do you have a, cause I know some people have their stones or their prayer cards or what, I mean, or do you just have a method internally? You know what, what, how would I read for someone in, or when I do an investigation or whatever it is, um, I'm working on, I always start off with a grounding exercise. And, um, and it's always a grounding exercise about just kind of channeling my energy, um, grounding into Mother Earth, you know, being able to, um, kind of be the vehicle to give information. With my clients, what I do is I, I use that tool. I use that grounding exercise with them. We always start off with a quick meditation. Um, and then, you know what? I just, you know, going to the, the information. So the information will come through, you know, as a medium. Where When I say spirit comes through, that means past loved ones that will come through in the reading and give messages and information. And then in, how I work is, is then, I'll, then it can often come switch, uh, shift into psychic information. So psychic information will come in about your life, what, what's that, what you're up to, business transactions, you know, love life, information like that. And then at the end... I always close off with another meditation, little prayer. And then, so in the whole time when I'm reading for somebody, I'm actually opening up, channeling the information. I mean, to channel, give the information, because that's what channeling is. We just give the information you get. You know, no, no big buzzwords here about, about that. And you just give the information, and you know what? Then you end the conversation, and that's when you close. So it's really important to have those three sources when you when you get a reading or when you do a reading. If some some psychic or medium doesn't do that for you, then you should be doing that on your own. Because then you know what spirit doesn't hang around or linger around you because guess what? You didn't close the door. And so I use that, I hold, you know, a stone or something to ground me. It doesn't matter what kind of stone, I just hold it. And you know, and that's what I what I, how I work. You know, everybody has their own tools, like you said. But I'm a firm believer, you know what, you, you know, you just give the information. You're just, that, that's how I've always, always been. Probably the Midwest of me, I like to talk. But, you know what I mean? I don't have to have a protocol and I don't have to sit in a certain place or I don't, uh, I'm just not, I've always lived a life that's been super busy with all the, you know, these little, these children around me. 
you know, so he's going, okay, let's go, sit, spot, you know what I mean? So that's how kind of I read. I read very direct and quick. So, but I think it's important. Everybody has to have a system and a, and a healthy one that, it, that, it, that in my work, you know what, I have to stay very grounded. I, I ground, ground, when I say grounded, it's like I meditate. This, you know, it can be just a few minute meditation, but I always, it's important to do that. In fact, my next book that's going to come out is about getting your, your cup of calm and how to do that and how to stay calm and get quiet. And, and, and it's going to be a small book, about four by six. It's coming out, um, just to give a quick punch on how this whole work, uh, on this whole gig works about, you know, keeping your energy strong and, and meditative and quiet so you can receive because we live in such a kinetic world. You know, and just like when I do a reading, when I read for somebody, they can be very kinetic, right? So we got to blend it. We got to blend it so it comes into the right medium so that we can be calm to get the information. And that's why it's important to have your cup of calm when you do it. So that's how I work. You know, there's, there's, uh, everyone has their own features and, and modalities, but that's what, how I always was told how to work, um, and kind of blended it to, to my own mojo, basically. It's funny you mentioned book because then I, I just jotted down on my paper that I need to ask you about your website and your books because we're getting, well, we've got about twenty minutes left, so I like to kind of get that in the meat of the interview before, you know, before sure. I forget because you know if I don't do it kind of when I I think about it, I feel bad because I know that's kind of why you're here. Um, so <laughs> go ahead and give. I know you've got. Oh, look at this. Try, I, I had it. Wrote, I didn't write it down, but I think I see two free books on the website, and then you said you got one coming out. So give me all the scoop yeah. and all that good stuff. Okay, here's the, here's the skinny. So um, I have a book actually that's already out. It's called "Listen Up." The other side is talking, and it talks all about like you know examples of stories. The story that I talked about with you tonight about you know the Boston bombing, about nine, my nine ten. Those are examples of the style of book that that it, it features, and it talks all about my work and how this whole uh, this whole, whole how how this world works. And you know, through my work, you know, oftentimes you know I'll I'll see information or, or be guided to what's next, right? What what do what do you know people need to hear? And so this is where um, I decided to put t- together basically a trilogy. Um, that's going to be coming out, but I want to do it in a small book, like a four by six book, kind of like a book that's no more than a hundred pages. And it's something that people can just pass on, keep it simple because our world needs to be simple. Okay. Nobody needs like a lot of pages today to read things, right? We're always so busy, et cetera. So, you know, the beauty of that is actually being able to, you know, um, which came up with what I talked about earlier, you know, I'm always teaching how do people ground their energy. I was in a book called, you know, with Jack Canfield um, um, a, few, my, a few years ago. And, and in this book, it, we were like a collaborative authors, and we all wrote, you know, different chapters. And I talked about this daily couple calm and how to get it. And I work with that with all my clients and showing them how to do that when I read for you. So I thought, you know what, there needs to be a bigger message. So my next book that will be out in the, um, hopefully in the fall, if not by this, um, by January, um, it's called Your Cup of Calm. And it's important tools on how to stay grounded and how to work with that energy so you can be quiet. You know, we're so on all the time. You know, God, if we don't have our phone in our hands, you know, we're, we feel like we're lost. And you know what? By getting your calm every day and learning just some simple tools and techniques, it can truly change you. I, I think many, many people will be off depressants, honestly, if they just learn to channel their own energy and, and not get so caught up in chaos. And that's what it does is if you start to be calm and learn tools how to do that and just how to be quiet, you know, to listen, then, you know what, you automatically then feel comfortable and you don't get kinetic and you don't get those energy sucks of people around you and you kind of weed out those kind of people and it's okay to do that and, and, you know, we, that's where, you know, this couple calm book will be, we out. But, and the second one after that will be called, is called the spirit within you. And that's your connection to spirit and how we all have it. And, and, you know, that's a genre all about, 
you know, why we were given that, basically, from the higher powers of being. And then the last one is what we um, will be about children and what kind of um, how to guide your children in channeling their own psychic ability. Um, because I always joke and say, we talked a little bit about real estate tonight, but I always joke and say, you know, you really technically own your children's energy until they have their first mortgage, all right? So <laughs> with that being said, um, you know, think about it. You own them until about 28 years old or how at 30, whenever they get their first mortgage. And and this is really about, you know what, how to help them, how to channel it. Like when my children were younger, they were always, you know, they'd be, you know, you know, they were hyper little kids, right? Running around, playing crazy, you know, three kids in three years, say no more. And I would be like, okay, everybody be a tree. And the kids would stop because it was a game. And they would be, you know, pretend they were funny trees. But, you know, and then they get to be teenagers, right? And then I'm like, they're all arguing, right? And being teenagers and just being their, their teenager selves. And, you know, they would be heated in my kitchen, right? With whatever, who's there, you know, talking. And I'd be like, find your peace. Find your peace. I want you to find your peace right now. As soon as you say those words, and trust me, I've said those to my husband too. But as soon as you say those words to somebody, they stop in anger because they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You're shattering my, 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 my energy here. And so it's those kind of things, you know what I mean, what that book will be about, about how to work with, with your children, trust their instinct, how, their intuition, how to channel, so, so to help them channel. Right, because if you can teach your children this work, um, then you know what? Guess what happens? And they become really great adults about not getting their underwear in a bunch all the time, and really flowing. And you know what? Our energy about today is all about flow. It's all about how we can make that happen, and not be kinetic, and not be crazy, and not get caught up in into the media spills, and of you know, of fake lies and different things, and believing things that aren't true, and you know, and, and just trying to trust in gut and trusting, you know, how you live your life that way. So this trilogy obviously will be a big part of my 2020. And obviously you can still get my current books, listen up, you know, through all the all the um, book sites that are out there. And, um, yeah, I just find it actually, you know, to be honest with you, Jim, I'm not, I, I write these books, but it's really not me writing them. It's really kind of just, information that's given to me and, it's, and even when I look at the pages when I'm writing and I think oh my goodness I would never say something like that so it shows me the information that's come out that comes through of of the messages that need to be heard I guess so which is kind of unique which is kind of cool um but you know that's really you know um what I'm up to there's also a, another book that I'm a collaborative in which is going to be kind of really cool take um and it's called The Gift Within You That'll be out in 2020 in the spring. And this is by a woman named Marion Bohr. And this book is a collaborative book, but it's actually proving the validation of science and research with psychic ability. So there's like 30 psychics in it. There's um, what do you call some pretty famous scientists actually who've studied this work. And so that's a collaborative book that's going to come out and hit the, hit the, hit the masses actually this spring. So I was able to talk about my work in that book and we all had to be tested, you know, to make sure our work was legit. And I was able to, you know, be, be lucky enough to be a part of it. And um, so that's going to be, you know, so there's going to be a lot of a lot of good words out there, I think, from from this world, I should say, in psychic ability coming up in 2020 um, for many authors, I think, because it's kind of big mess. It's, it's going to be a big messaging messaging type of year for 2020. So people are going to want those kind of, um, or I should say, seek out that type of information um, because it's going to heal them. And plus, I think people are going to be seeking out anything that isn't political, just for the record. Yeah. Not yeah, I know. Touch that with a 10-foot pool with you because that's not your cup of tea. But I think we're just going to be overwhelmed by it in the way that that we currently don't think is possible. Right. And I think that's what's going to be, you know, part of that's that's the shifting that's happening, you know, um, because people are worn out, you know, they're tired of like, oh, they don't even listen anymore, and that's what's so funny, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, another another, you know, political back and forth, right? And 
and that's where people are just going to be, okay, you know what? They tune it out. It's kind of like, I kind of laugh. It's like we're all becoming like um, little, like five and six years old, you know, <laughs> out in the world. When, but think about like when you used to say to your kids, okay, you know what? You got to clean your room. Okay. Oh, you got to pick up your toys. Okay. You start singing, singing the cleanup song, that kind of thing. And then the kids just run in the other room and they tune you out. Well, that's what people are doing today <laughs> on the political focus, right? They can only take so much, and and then they just like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? They get the whatever. It's almost like then they become the, the bratty teenagers. So, you know, that's kind of the 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 space where, you know, it's like, you know, like the parents that's shouting at you to do this, do this, do this, then you tune, tune it out. Well, society's doing that, and they're, you're right. I think people are going to be more introspective and be more into self and, you know, what's best for me and, and, and stuff like that. And that's such a, such a bad space to be in because when, when people then kind of do better and do good, you know, do better things instead of just being, everything has to be this way. I think it's going to be more collaborative. I'm liking that part that I'm picking that up big time. Um, so, and let's, you know, hope that continues in many ways. Um, but I think it's going to be, you know, an interesting ride. It's been an interesting ride, you know, for the last, really, eight years. You know what I mean? When we think about things, how things are shifted but politically. But I think it's really, um, you know, just kind of weaning out kind of thing. That's what, that's really where we're at in the numbers. This year for 2019 is, is in numerology, it's a three year. A three year is always about kind of like, it's like almost like you want to say the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's a trying year. It, it's making things right. It's doing things different. It's, it's you know, weeding things out, people out. It's happening within everyone's lives. It's not just politically. And it's also a very fun year, you know, to do things different, to try things new um, for people. Um, and I think that's what's going to kind of, you know, it's, it's lending itself or it's building this bridge to do a little different, you know, the next, next probably two to three years. It's kind of building that up. But... You know, it's it's really, you know, it's fun to watch. No kidding. <laughs> you know, we all have a good time. We all have good conversations at the dinner table here at our house, for sure. And bad parenting advice of the night. When you tell your kid <laughs> to go clean up and you start singing the song and they just don't care anymore, go get a garbage bag and start picking stuff <laughs> up. And it's amazing how fast things start happening. One way or the other. <laughs> you don't have to look at the mess anymore or the kid starts picking up the, uh, the room. One way or the other. It just becomes a game changer once the... Uh, yeah, the shoe drops, so to speak. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I remember getting threatened with that when I was growing up, my mother. So I have to bring a garbage bag in here. I can remember that. That's funny you'd say that. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's a game changer. So, um, but you know what? It's, it's you know what? I think if, if society got more grounded and planted and, you know, just be kind and, and think of self, Okay, and and be centered. All right, my God, you can have your political opinions. You can, you know, whatever, whatever way you support. Who cares? But you know what? People become unhinged because, in my case, this is my psychic case. People are coming, becoming unhinged, being crazy on the political front because they themselves are unhinged, and they're not looking at themselves and how to fix themselves. They're looking at some a bigger picture to to throw themselves in it and become kind of crazy in, in there with things instead of just fixing self. Get it? You know what I mean? And instead of just being, you know, more more centered, if you centered and grounded yourself, you know what? No one would care, right? You would just be, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? It'll all work itself out. You know, just everybody work together. But that's the problem is that, you know, the people are more centered and focused and just kinder and softer within themselves, within the inside, then you know what? They're not going to glom on to all the political piece because you know what? They're going to focus just on themselves and doing good for themselves and in their families and friends or whoever, or their workplace. So, you know, it's kind of a true, you, you have to have that type of groundedness in order not to take this, this buy into all the political spark all the time. So and that's what keeps it normal. To uh, sound like a horrible person here, but I'm just going to ask this question this way because it's fun. So, being deep in the heart of witch country or traditional witch country, 
does Halloween have a deeper vibe up there than it does like you grew up in Michigan or is it just my belief that it seems like it's more magical the the up that way than it is anywhere else you know what it's you know what first of all Halloween's like my one of my favorite holidays like I love like you know that's like a fun night you know what I mean you know some people and you know love having the neighborhood and the passing out you know we have 100 kids come through our neighborhood you know and you know what it does have a nice people get excited for it around here you know maybe that's kind of quirky but you know um and this is a funny, not funny, but it's, but this is just like how people are, are around here. So we've had, a, unfortunately, a triple E outbreak here in, in our surrounding areas, right, with the mosquito thing. Mm-hmm. And so we've had, uh, sadly, a few people, you know, um, been harmed by that and a couple people have passed. So, but people have been like posting on social media sites here, you know, is this going to affect Halloween? And will they cancel Halloween or are we still going to trick or treat or should we have private parties? Like people are already thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm like, okay, but you know what? That's kind of like, you're right. People like, like that holiday here. And, and you know what there is, you know, you know, this is when, um, where I live is in Andover, Mass, which is a very, you know, heavy populated, you know, Salem Witch Trials has nothing on this town. We were like, we had more people die in the Salem Witch Trials than any, anywhere, even prior to Salem. So, you know, we have a lot of that energy here. And, you know, there is that component. And I can say this, like when when I do have to go into Salem, I, I'm like, oh my God, don't make me go to that town. Because, you know what, I do feel like that the heavy vibes there. And, you know, I'll get like heart palpitations when I'm driving and as such. And I remember my, one of my daughters had to play a soccer game there. And so we're playing the soccer game and I'm like, Oh, I have to get out of here. And so anyhow, playing, 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 playing the game. Haley gets off the field and I'm like, Haley, you ready to get out of here? And she's like, Oh, I am mom. You know what I mean? And so we go to leave. I look. Where the soccer fields are, I looked to my right. There's the monument for all the people who have passed, you know, died in the witch trials or hung, right, and tortured. There's the monument because where these children were playing on the soccer field is exactly where they were hung. How about that? <laughs> so, so you know what? I don't, it's not fu- it's not funny, but there's just this overwhelming. I can't help it right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, of all places to put it, right? There's the monument. There's the, you know the whole story, and you know, sure, the kids are just playing there where where this all happened. But you know what? Where we are, we live in such an old part of the country. Like I said earlier, you know, spirits everywhere, and you know, even where I I moved to, um, the first week I moved in, you know what? I had plans on clearing my house and doing everything I just preached about, and like that really crazy you know, with a closing that we had and it didn't happen. And before you know it, I'm seeing spirit, you know, literally like walking up my driveway around me. My kids are starting to play, you know, um, you know, you know, play like Indians and they want to make teepees outside and all of a sudden I'm thinking, what the heck? And, you know, once I did some research on the area and we lived by a pond um, just down the road, come to find out this is where the Indians were settled. And this is, you know, where they lived. And so, sure, you know what I mean? That energy is there and residual energy is there and we feel it and sense it. And like we talked about before tonight, little kids feel it and sense it. You know what I mean? What they feel and see and how they play and interpret. And so it's it's really, like I said, where we are, we're pretty in a pretty cool area. And um, I'm, we're actually going to be moving and down to Charlotte, um, North Carolina. So that, I'm sure that's going to bring a lot of new experiences for me too. So, you know what, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, I think everybody has experiences where they go, right? So you can probably say the same where you live too. But, um, you know, it's all about making though your land your land and your space your space and, and not having any, you know, interference with that because, you know, what, we're here to live life, not, not to live in, you know, the 1600s and vice versa. So... If that makes sense to you. 
Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. So I've got... This is insensitive, but you're going to have to deal with this. A German town runner, one of my live listeners in the chat room, is that the best home field advantage in sports? I just Where I live? Yeah, I mean, the field where the, the witches were hung. Is that the best home field in sports? Because, I mean, it, like you said, it's just got to have this weird energy that throws everybody off that isn't used to it. Yeah. I, you know what? Think about that. I didn't, yeah, you're right. It could be. Definitely. <laughs> I mean. Or, or yeah, and or even, you know, even even people who are, you know, it's just, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's just, you could say that all about Boston. I think our Patriots throw a lot of people off for, for, for their energy, too, right? <laughs> yeah, but they got cursed by Babe Ruth there for a while, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but it's um, you know, again, we're you know, there is. I mean, even driving my kids to high to their high, local high school back, you know, in the day, the miles to make children are in college now. But you know, when you know, we drive past a house where you know it was the only man who was the person who was hung in the witch trials, and that's his house. So. You know, tons of kids are just walking past and driving past it, you know. So, you know, it's very, it's kind of, it's been, it's been an interesting ride to say the least. But what it happens so often, you know, in my world or what I pick up on, the average person doesn't pick up on so much on it. But, you know, it's also the space where people are really, you know what I mean, that you know, I can tell a million stories on where I've been, England, Ireland, you know, where we end up the Sutliff family traveling and you know what, before we know it, we're seeing spirit left and right. And so, you know what, it's kind of, we always have an interesting story to say the least, but it's also, you know what, there's a lot of, lots of people feel that, you know, I don't think you have to be a psychic to feel that you can go into some space and say, Oh, something doesn't feel right. Or what is this? Or you see a flash of something. And, but the main thing is you have to always remember nothing can harm you. So you always are protected and you just have to remember that. So, you know, that's the important piece of that other piece of it. So, um, and once you say, okay, you know what, get out of here, you know, you need to get out of here, leave. Your energy's not welcomed here. As soon as you say that, they, they, they leave. They have to. So, because they know they can't stick around. So you have more power over that type of experience than people actually think. So as we have about a minute left, I want to give you the opportunity to, to uh, promote your website and all that other stuff again. But I, I also want to give a shout out that I'm, it's cool these sites are still exist. I mean, and they're being remembered. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said uh, we have about a minute left. I want to give you a chance to shout out your website. I just want to. I think it's really cool that these sites still exist and we're honoring that history. Oh yes, definitely, most definitely, agree and. You know, my, you know, uh, my website, actually, if anybody um, is interested in, in consulting with me or, or, or grabbing my book or what have you, is psychicmediumkelly.com, and Kelly is K-E-L-L-E, and you can, you know, see my work and see future work that's coming up um, on that site, and, you know, I'd be happy to, to read um, for anyone out there. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for... Um for the message and for the the chat this evening. Hey, thank you. I know again serendipity all around, right? Yes, love it. Um, have a good evening. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. It was fun. I uh, hope you all enjoyed tonight's program. If you have not, took a moment, taken a moment, taken a moment to uh, subscribe and rate the show, please do. You'll be hearing that a little bit more often from me. Long story. I know, he's sitting there listening and he's laughing because I didn't do it earlier, but, yeah, you know. The show happens. Have a good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed on the Mallard Report are those of the host and participants past shows, social media links, and so much more. Visit Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again, Jim. Have a good night.
Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.